and gentlemen, your host, Brandon Weatherby. What a what an exciting piano ballad by Andrew Bucket. Andrew Bucket's gonna be here all night, everybody. If you could put your hands together Hi. for Andrew. He's a nice man. He tries hard. It's great to be here. Hello everyone, my name is Brandon Weatherby. I will be selling you ice cream throughout the evening. That got the appropriate amount of reaction. Hello everybody, my name is Brandon Weatherby. I am a southern senator here to save your souls. That got a slightly better reaction than I thought. Hello, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. I am the host of You, Me, Them, Everybody. That is what you are watching and or listening and or in the room for. So I appreciate you coming out. It means a lot. Thank you. It's incredibly difficult to convince anyone to leave their houses. And you've done that. You do not live here. You've decided to come out in public and share this experience with us. And I thank you very much for that. So um, I'm going to fib a lot tonight. And that's okay. It's, it's okay to lie when it doesn't hurt anyone, and we'll get to that later. Um, this is a family-friendly show. We're going to try our best to be a family-friendly show. This is not a safe space, though. So just keep that in mind. If you have small children, they're going to learn a lot, but they're going to learn something that was in the sound of music. So it's a safe idea, but really the topics are going to range from... I got six pages of notes. Here we go. So I'd say roughly 5% of the people in the crowd tonight know who I am and what we're doing, which is perfect. That's the point of this. So this show is called You, Me, Them, Everybody. It's been going for nine years. This show has been going as long. When George Bush was in office, we were doing this show. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's the reality. So You, Me, Them, Everybody, I took the name from the movie The Blues Brothers. So I'm from Chicago. That usually comes up within the first five minutes, so I've hit my goal, I could leave now. So yes, you should clap for Chicago, it's the greatest city in the world, you are not in Chicago, you're in Washington, D.C., it's okay. Anyways, The Blues Brothers is an important movie, and it's, it's a show, it's a movie that I used to watch with my grandfather because I thought that was family-friendly entertainment. There are three lessons in The Blues Brothers. Number one, embrace all cultures. I don't know if you guys know this, but the best R&B music doesn't come from white guys that look like me. But the Blues Brothers in the movie realized, hey, that music is better than most of the other music. I'm going to learn about that culture, and now I can be part of that scene, and that's a beautiful thing, okay? Number two, the Chicago Cubs are a great team. Number three, Nazis are bad. Okay, so that's the premise of the Blues Brothers, and nine years after starting this show, I didn't realize that's the premise of this show as well. Okay. <laughs> We're one page into six. Here we go. Back to Nazis. Okay. In January of 2017, which is this year, I got a haircut. Now, uh, some of the gentlemen will understand when I say I got a one on the sides, and then at the top I said, keep it long. So I got a one on the sides, and then at the top I said, keep it long, which means I had very, very, very short hair on my sides, and it was relatively long on the top. Now, I love that haircut. That's a very simple haircut. It's hard to screw that haircut up, and I like that haircut for about a week. Then the rest of January happened, and there was a gentleman who got punched in the face because he is a Nazi, and guess what? I had that exact same haircut. So since then, I haven't cut my hair, I haven't worn contact lenses, and I've grown out this facial hair. That is why your host looks like someone who should not have a microphone, especially one that's been provided by the Kennedy Center. So that's why I look like how I look, and I'm okay with how I look, my mother is very worried about me. I am fine, I have a job, and I love my wife. Speaking of my wife, my wife and I have been married for four years. We just celebrated our fourth anniversary. So I actually missed the, thank you so much. She's a wonderful person. Andrew Bucket on the keys, everybody. So I actually missed the June 
uh, edition of You, Me, Them, Everybody, so I'm incredibly grateful to do another one here at the Kennedy Center. I missed that show because I was in Mexico. Now, I, uh, I love Mexico. It, it's a great place, and I looked exactly how I do now, except I had this hat. I wore this hat every single day on my trip in Mexico. So uh, I developed two nicknames from the good people of Mexico, and that is Chicago, because of how I look, and Mr. Whiskers, which is a fun nickname, and you're all welcome to call me Mr. Whiskers. So that's how I looked. And I also had these sunglasses on every day of the trip. So this is exactly how I looked and still look. Mary is directing this show. Give it up for Mary. The, the staff here doesn't get enough acclaim. Mary's directing this show. Feel free to use your phones throughout this. I know you're not supposed to. Who cares? It does, you could, I don't know if you guys know this. You could do whatever you want almost any time. This is one of those times. So, Mary, if it's okay with you, could you get a tight shot from about here to about here on the, on the screen for about five seconds? Feel free to take a photo of me if you're in the crowd. And I'm just going to look forward, Mary. Is that okay? Beautiful. She's giving me the thumbs up. Here we go. Five seconds. You can play piano with Andrew Bucket. Feel free. Everyone got their photos and everything. And if anybody's watching online and that's the first image they see, perfect. That's exactly what I want. So anyways, uh, if you're going to Instagram this show, please make me a meme. Say this is the future liberals want. Say this is what feminism look like. Use that photo that you just took of me on the big screen. Because those are things that are true. So the reason why I wore that hat everywhere in Mexico is because I'm not ashamed to be from Chicago. Sometimes I'm ashamed to be an American, but that doesn't matter. Chicago's the best. So I'm never ashamed of being in Chicago. And it really bothered me, because this is the... F I've traveled overseas a few times. I'm just bragging right now. I've traveled overseas. I've flown to Mexico twice for cheaper than it is to fly to Jersey, so it's not that fancy. But I've been to Mexico twice since we have a new dear leader, and uh, I decided every single time, just going to wear Chicago stuff, and I'm not going to be ashamed. And people understand that. And I just want you to know, if you're traveling abroad and you see someone in New, New England Patriots gear, they're not from Canada. They are liars. On both trips, so many people, oh, I love the Patriots. How do you love the Patriots and you're from Canada? You are a liar. I never lie to you. That's a lie. I just, anyway. anyways, you're at the show. This is actually the show, anyways. Um, the last night of the trip, uh, I was wearing my hat and my glasses that inevitably get me profiled by people. And we met a couple. My wife and I met a couple uh, where we were staying. And it was interesting because uh, the couple, they were married. They were also celebrating their time together. And uh, she is originally from Russia, and he is originally from Chicago. So I said, this is going to be great. This is, this is a great conversation we're having with another couple. We get to learn from each other's cultures. We get to talk about the Chicago Cubs. And we get to celebrate everything. And then they started talking, and we started listening, and we didn't say so much. And then they started talking about illegals. And we're like, do you realize you're in Mexico? That's a weird thing to talk about. And they started talking, by the way, we're incredibly political, sorry. So they started talking about illegals, and I, I didn't say anything. And I felt like a horrible person. Like, why didn't I speak up and go, actually, fun fact, there are no such thing as illegals. That's a made-up thing. There are, that's not a possibility. If you're alive, you're not technically illegal. I've done illegal things. That does not make me illegal. Someone being from somewhere does not make them an illegal. And if you don't agree with that sentiment whatsoever, welcome to the Kennedy Center, everybody. Anyways, <laughs> I felt like I gave up, and I felt like a, like a failure. 
I am literally getting paid to talk about what I believe into a microphone while you kind and wonderful people listen. I get to write about it. I'm the editor of Brightest Junk Things. It's a fun gig. I get to write about however, whatever I want. And that's my job. And I decided to stay silent when someone was talking about illegals. And that bummed me out. So that's why I look like this. That's why I do this. And that's why we're here. Okay. Tonight's show... It's going to be, oh, I just did the voice click. I am so sorry for the people listening. Whenever you hear someone uh, click, it bothers me so much, and I apologize. That maybe only bothers me moving on. Do I cut that from the show? No, we're keeping everything in. We're going to do three things. We're going to do three things tonight. We're going to embrace other cultures. We're going to try to learn from everybody else. Okay? That's not a, that should not be a complicated sentiment. We're going to celebrate the Chicago Cubs. And number three, we're going to all agree, and if you're in the room now and don't agree, you could leave. Nazis are bad. That should not be a controversial statement. So, why did I talk about the Chicago Cubs so much? Well, we hosted this show here a calendar year ago, exactly one year ago. And in this program that you received tonight, I wrote in the program last year, the Chicago Cubs will win the 2016 World Series and Dwayne The Rock Johnson will run for president. Now, the first thing happened. Why did that happen? Why did that happen? Yes, they're a talented baseball club. There are lots of talented baseball clubs. They're professionals. That's what they do. Major is the first part of their league. That's how you know it's real. Anyways, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series because they embraced all of the cultures. They played with guys that would be considered illegal in a normal legal setting, and it didn't matter. They won the game. You know who they didn't play? Nazis. So that's it. That's the entire premise of the 2016 Chicago Cubs and this show. We're going to have a fun time tonight. Allison Lane is the co-host. Is going to come out here. She's a wonderful person, and Andrew Bucket's going to play her on. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Allison Lane. She uh, dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Guys like what, what, what? Baby with your butt, butt, butt. I think I'll sing it again. She had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Guys like what, what, what? All night long. Let me see that phone. Andrew Bucket, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so glad that before I died, I walked out on stage at the Kennedy Center to the thong song. This is the greatest thing. That, like, I should literally just walk off the stage and die. There's, there's no way I can get better than this. I wanna, Hi, Brandon. Hi. <laughs> Number one, you look great. Sorry yeah. about objectifying you. That Number, was great. Great. Number two... <laughs> I want to make this incredibly clear at the top of the show. Whose idea was it to... Mine. Okay. Mine. It was your idea to play, to have Andrew play you on to the thong song. Absolutely. The radio version. The clean, family-friendly For reasons we cannot explain (laughs) at the family-friendly show at the Kennedy Center. So, Allison... You were the co-host of the show you hosted uh, last month, and I... This month, and I appreciate that. You did. You you had a a thing. I had a thing. What do we talk about at the top of the show usually? Um, what I look like, <laughs> the news. We talk, we, let's not talk about the news. Um, what do we normally talk about? We talk about things that affect our lives, but because we're a family-friendly show, we're not going to talk about what's in the news tonight. We're going to talk about what you think is sort of in the news tonight. Facebook? Facebook. Oh, my God. Specifically what? Specifically. Okay, so I just watched Terminator for the first time. 
um, about two months By the ago. way, the, for the listener at home, the crowd had no reaction, which is the appropriate response. Which is the first thing. That, okay, that's what he said. I'm like, I, I didn't know that you couldn't not watch Terminator. Like, that's apparently a thing. But it, she didn't... Which Terminator did you watch? I don't know. You watched... Like, I didn't know there were five Terminators. You watched Terminator Genesis. I did. Which was released in 2015. Yes. The best Terminator. Which is really good. No. Nope. Arnold Schwarzenegger is very buff, and he's very old. Those things are true. Steroids work, number one. Number two, <laughs> that film was promoted at WrestleMania. Was it? Yes. I've never seen wrestling. I know. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Once again, the appropriate response. Silence. Terminator. Never seen wrestling. Dead. Uh, so mm. I, I watched Terminator for the first time, and then I was like, wow, Skynet's really scary. Is it Google? But it's probably not Google. It's more likely Facebook. Okay. Brian? Could you explain Skynet or should we have Andrew do it? We should have Andrew do it because I kind of didn't get it. Okay. Okay. So Skynet was um, uh, in a company that was basically developed cybernetic organisms of cyborgs, but the weird thing is that they developed all this technology based on a chip that was left behind by the T-1000 in 1984, but if they developed the technology based on a chip left by a T-1000 that was already time traveling, how did the T-1000 get there in the first place to leave the chip so that Skynet... Do you see what I mean? It's so simple. It's sure. so simple. Sure. Obviously, it's Facebook from that explanation. Sure. It's Facebook. See, Miles Dyson, is a te- <laughs> he was a scientist, and Miles Dyson is the one, so then they try to kill Miles Dyson, but Miles Dyson... Is Mark is Zuckerberg. It- <sighs> Maybe. He doesn't, he, he know not what he wrought upon the world. I'm just saying, the dude went to Harvard and now he's got all these dollars. Lots of people go to Harvard. Yeah, but he, he just left Harvard in a very ostentatious fashion. And now he owns most of Hawaii for almost no reason. I'm just saying, that sounds like very, that sounds very Skynetty of me. Sure, like, I'm not okay. disagreeing. But not is that me. going to affect your behavior on Facebook? I'm not on Facebook right now. You're I, not on I, Facebook okay, right now. Okay, so I'm kind of on Facebook. So you just I, lied to these kind I, people. I did. We said lying was okay. I'm following the rules. But, like, <laughs> I'm on Facebook because I'm nosy. Okay. Like most people are. Let's be honest. I'm on Facebook because I want to know what Becky had for dinner. I want to know what somebody's baby looks like. How much weight did somebody gain? I'm very, very curious. But I'm not active and my own information because I'm pretty sure there's Skynet. Mm. Allison. <laughs> Based on my very loose knowledge I completely, of what Skynet is. I agree right? with you. I'm not on Facebook because it's their surveillance engine. Right? But all the good content is on Facebook. I'm so nosy. I'm so nosy. So about five years oh, ago. Oh, also tasty. What, tasty? Tasty. They give you all these fun recipes that you're never going to cook. There are like, other sites that have cream? recipes. With sour cream. <laughs> is sour cream your favorite condiment? I am lactose to cook? intolerant. You know? Oh, you're lactose, I'm, I'm intolerant, lactose and you intolerant and you can't get enough of those sour cream <laughs> recipes from Tasty on Facebook. So five years ago, I decided to screw up my entire social media presence and like everything I saw on Facebook for mm. about two hours straight. I ended up liking like 500 movies, 500 books, 500 video games. I don't play video games. So everything I've been suggested for the last half decade is not for me. It's for this mythical person that I've completely made up. This is the part where it's okay to lie. You don't have to tell the truth on Facebook. I just want everyone to know that. It's, it's, 
You don't have to be your genuine self. By the way, everything on Instagram is a lie. It's all filters. No one's life is that great. And if it is, that's incredibly boring. The best nights are at home with your loved ones. You're not going to gram that. No, you're going to gram being like, hey, I'm at the county center. There's some guy that looks real suspicious on the screen. That's what you're going to Instagram, and you should. Hashtag YMTE. Anyways, do you lie on Facebook? Do you lie on social media? Oh, I wish I did. I really do. But I'm just not there as much anymore. Okay. okay. Like, I pretend like my dog's not annoying me. That's like wow. my, my Fun biggest stuff. thing. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. exciting. That's um, why I don't have any followers. Speaking of followers, that's a great transition to our first guest. Uh, she is the host of a podcast that you actually listen to. Uh, she works with the Washington Post, and she runs Can He Do That? I wonder what that's about. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't play. I mean, unless she gave you the okay. We have, the, we have everything. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Allison Michaels, everybody. She's a journal working for the Post. Has a podcast, it gets the most downloads. So many downloads, you can't even count them. She's wearing denim tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Allison Michaels, everybody. Allison Michaels. Hello. Will Hello. that now be the new theme for Can He Do That? Yeah, well, he agreed to write a theme song for me after he ruined the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Good job. I need $10,000. <laughs> Allison, uh, quick question. You have a show called Can He Do That? True. Isn't the answer always yes? Well... Mostly the answer is yes, which is sort of depressing. Apparently we forgot to put checks and balances on the office of the presidency. Did we forget? <laughs> Here's the, the background. The podcast obviously explores the powers and limitations of the American presidency. So can he do that? In this case, applies to our current president. But one could apply it to any president because we've only had he's. You might remember that from this year. I don't remember that. <laughs> I am dressed like someone that will never admit that either. Okay, Mr. Whiskers. Thank you. I thought you are what feminism looks like. I am. I have a, we've gone over this multiple times on the show. This is the truth. I have a women's studies degree. What, really? Yes. <laughs> I stopped talking about this like five years ago because I thought everyone got sick of me talking about it. No, no, that should come up more often. No, I do. Like I have a women's studies degree. Yeah. There's no, uh, the end. I mean, <laughs> do you believe in equal rights? Are you asking? Duh. Well, here's your degree. It's that simple. I mean, it's common sense. <laughs> Just be cool. Everyone should be given the same chance. Anyways. Um, when did you decide to launch the show? We decided after the election that we needed to be in a space to address what was happening in our current political climate. We did not at that point have a politics podcast at the Washington Post. So we looked around the room, we looked around our audience and tried to decide what questions people were asking. And the number one question we were getting on a daily basis, even during the transition period, was can President Trump do that particular thing he's doing, often in this intonation? Can he do that? <laughs> and that is how we continue to say it on the podcast to this day. Does it intentionally sound like a game show? Because I thought it was a game show, and I was reading about your podcast, and I listened, and like, Can he do that? Right? It sounds like a, what was that show on Nickelodeon? What would you do? What would you do? Uh, right? So is it intentional yeah. to sound... It, um, it Fun. was not. It was not intentional. We had a lot of name ideas, but this one was the most straightforward we got to Can He Do That. Someone suggested unprecedented. I'm not going to say who that was because it was not met well by editors. <laughs> um, so we settled on Can He Do That. I wish it was a game show, though. I think that would be a lot more fun. I have to be very serious on the show. It's like very serious material, and I make jokes very often that the producers cut out, which is very disappointing for me. 
I think I'm hilarious and the person I'm interviewing doesn't laugh. And then the, the producer makes the very important executive decision that if there is no laughter on the other end, it is just awkward for everybody listening. <laughs> so those jokes come out. I can relate. So are you having fun talking about things that bum you out? Well, as an objective journalist, I, <laughs> I am not bummed out, but I am I'm learning a lot about the way that our country was set up and the laws that are in place to, to make sure that our country continues uh, as a democracy that is functional for the next however many years. So. Do you think that's going to happen? <laughs> Which thing? Continuing as a country with a functioning democracy. I, I certainly <laughs> hope so. Uh, one thing that we do learn is that there are obviously a lot of systems in place to make sure that our country stays in check, to make sure that our country does, does move forward as, as it should. Let's say things happen differently on November 8th. What do you think you'd be doing? Because I don't think can she do that would have as many listeners as can he do that. What about what can't she do? <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be objective. No, that, that show was going to be about me. Oh, okay. It's a personal pod. Yeah, it would just be a personal podcast, you know. One of the things that's interesting about your show is, that, like Allison said, the title seems very fun. But it's not catering towards crying liberals, nor is it... Um, a, a giant show for the right wing to bandwagon on to celebrate. Uh, right. It seems more, based on listening to a handful of these, more like mini lectures in a way that isn't boring. I'm so glad you don't think it's boring. I don't think it's boring. <laughs> I've learned a lot. Like your most recent episode was about Cuba. Oh, second question, but we'll get to that later. Uh, how? Let's go to that one first. That's how my brain works. <laughs> How often do you regret your posting schedule? Because your Cuban episode was released, and then by the time most people actually heard it, he had already decided what he can and cannot do. Yeah, so we knew that was going to happen for that episode. We try to plan ahead. Um, for that episode, our reporter had done extensive reporting to know what his Cuba policy was going to look like. And so when, she, when we recorded it, she said, I expect, it to, I expect him to say X, Y, and Z. And he did, in fact, say exactly that. So we, we accommodate those things. One, I keep saying we're going to release a blooper reel of all of the sort of fake outs. So uh, we did a healthcare episode when the House was trying to pass a healthcare bill. We recorded four different versions that was like, the, the bill hits the floor and people vote. The bill hits the floor and people vote. No, the bill hits the floor. The bill doesn't hit the floor. And we like actually had our reporters sit and go through several different different iterations. That sounds horrible. It's horrible for our wonderful producer. <laughs> I find it interesting that you guys have chosen to do this during the Trump administration because it's funny that I feel during the Obama administration, many people were like, he can't do this. He's being a dictator. But you've chosen to do this during the Trump administration. Why do you think it's more important to do it now than... Yeah, than before. that's a question that a lot of people raise. Um, part of the podcast is providing historical context. It's a very significant part. So anytime an issue is raised where it seems like Trump is pushing the boundaries, we look at presidents of the past and see how they've handled those situations. And most of the time, presidents of the past have pushed those boundaries. At least one of the many 45 presidents we've had have pushed those boundaries in similar ways. So we try to address that concern. Um, and, and truthfully, a lot of the time, as, as Brandon mentioned, not only is the answer yes, but other presidents presidents have, have done these things before. Um, it will surprise a lot of us, but, but it's true. So, so we try to keep it balanced that way. Specifically, we decided to do it now because of the frequency with which people were asking the can he do that questions. You know, people, a lot of the decisions that, that Obama made met opposition, um, but the, the fervor that, that, that people were kind of questioning Donald Trump just built up to such a momentum that we felt like we needed to address it. How often does precedent matter? 
Always. Okay. Um, well, I shouldn't say that because a lot of the things that Donald Trump does, does do in fact break precedent. Uh, but it's those norms and, and valuing those norms that I think will sustain the office of the presidency. So president precedent <laughs> uh, matters a lot. It matters a lot. What's your feedback like? Because I'm going to guess not great. When we first released it, it you know, there was... The internet is, for anyone who's not on Twitter, the internet is not nice on Twitter. Twitter is an evil, evil place. So, you know, we got a lot of backlash. We, we got a lot of people who asked questions like Allison did, which we're happy to answer. Um, but mostly people say it is a balanced look at the powers and limitations of the American presidency. And, and I, we are really committed to that. Um, and you know, I should mention that the can he do that isn't always the president himself. We've done episodes on Ivanka. We've done episodes on Michael Flynn. So we're looking at people um, you know, who surround the president as well. What's something that you worked on, but it just doesn't make sense for the podcast, but you find is a very interesting issue? Ooh, so many. Um, there's a lot of things that don't fit the can he do that question that we want to address. Um, something like President, you, I don't know how closely people followed the news today, but President Trump today admitted that there were not, in fact, any tapes recording him and James Comey in the White House. So, you know, that's something that might fit the can he do that format, but it might kind of be a little bit forced. You know, can he mislead the public about these tapes? Speaking um, of misleading the public in tapes, <laughs> once you leave this building, if you go out to the doors over there, the Watergate's there. You could see it. Just look to the right, the Watergate's there. Did you ever hear, did you ever hear the Watergate? I've heard of it. It's a big building. We know it's an it apartment well. building. It's an apartment building. They got, they <laughs> they got also offices have great too. Whiskey there. Okay. There you they go. got a, they got there a rooftop. Go. Have you been to the Watergate? I actually haven't ever been to the Watergate. I hear so much about it at work. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> do you enjoy what you do? I do. It's it's especially um, to be in the podcast space at the Washington Post is really exciting because we are traditionally, you know, obviously we're still a newspaper um, and people love to read us, but finding a space to reach new listeners, to reach a new audience, something that we can provide for free, something that's as in-depth and kind of intimate as a podcast has been really rewarding. If you are listening to Can He Do That, what books do you recommend? Feel free to recommend some post writers here that will give you an insight into how you think things are going to play out, be it uh, maybe your Trump unveiled. unveiled. Yeah. Is it Trump unveiled? revealed. Revealed, I apologize. And um, is there anything like that isn't necessarily about the modern era of presidents that you could recommend we check out? This really assumes I read historical Fair books. enough, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I read. <laughs> uh, well... I, I, well, Alyssa Mastromonaco, who's the former, de, former deputy White House chief of staff, wrote a book about her time serving Obama. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of it, but it's something along the lines of like, who thought this was a good idea? That's yeah, she, if, on the cover, he's sitting on like the arm of the chair that they're on on Air Force One. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to Google image search that, it's the one with the lady <laughs> and President Barack Obama <laughs> on an airplane. You're right. Yeah, I do. I do think it's called um, Who Thought This Was a Good Idea. But that book, you know, kind of shows you the inner workings of the White House in a modern era. Um, of course, our Trump revealed book, uh, the Washington Post reporters, Michael Cranish and Mark Fisher, who are incredible reporters, spent countless hours interviewing Trump and people close to Trump and wrote a collection of basically in-depth essays looking at what got him up to this point. That is a fascinating book. But really, I think any book that adds insight and reflection to what it's like to serve in the presidency. So, you know, any, any presidential biography is going to give you insight into what's going to happen going forward. Let's end with something that will bring you actual joy. What's something that you're currently 
in love with that you want to recommend to others? You mean it, besides this podcast? Besides, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> besides any podcast. Yeah, yeah, besides nothing political. What is one thing that you want everyone to check out? New season of Orange is the New Black. There you go. Oh, nice. It's good. It's good stuff. So let's spend the next 10 minutes talking about the prison industrial complex and how it keeps <laughs> the rich richer and it uh, punishes the poor for being poor. Yes, that fictionalized account of it must be completely accurate on Netflix because that is all I know. <laughs> you could find Can He Do That in iTunes. You could find the Washington Post in boxes around the city. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird to plug things like the Washington Post. Yeah, have you heard of that small little publication? Check it out. You got to support the local guys, everybody. Uh, go to thewashingtonpost.com. That's it. That's where you download it. her show. You don't even need to put it in the search bar because you'll see it usually yeah, in the recommended right section. Up. Or you can go to wapo.st/slash. Can he do? No that. one will do that. Everyone's no, going to do that. Not Look, one person's going to do They're that. They're making me promises with their eyes. It's a great show. <laughs> And if you have any influence with high school or junior high kids and you want to explain to them what's going on, this is a great resource for that, which I know is not an exciting thing to talk about. No, it is. That's part of why we do it, an but educational tool. It's really good, and it's not, about it's not fiery in any way. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. It's a reasonable, it's thoughtful look. And, uh, it's because they cut my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you're doing the Lord's work, but not in 2017. So... You're just doing great work. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Allison Michaels. Can he do that? Can he do that? She was a great guest. A great denim clad guest. <laughs> it's actually chambray, right? Chambray clad guest. Why do I know that? You, you kind of sound like uh, Bowie on extras. Remember that when you're sad little man? Little fat man. Yeah. yeah. Kind of got that going yeah. on right now. That sounds like an insult. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm incredibly grateful that our next guest is here. She's a stand-up comedian. She's going to say some ha-has and you will laugh at them. And then her and I will sit on the stage and we'll probably talk about wrestling for two to three minutes and everyone else will boo. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Alyssa Cowan, everybody. Alyssa! Cause you had a bad day, day, you're drinking one down. Sing a sad song, then you turn it around. Say you don't know, say you don't like. I'll just let you take it from here. That's fine. Was that good? I tried. I was gonna do Ben Quill. No, it was. It was good. It was good. I was just like, why did he just? How come he went with bad day? <laughs> It's very presumptuous about how uh, how I'm feeling today. I'm actually I'm feeling pretty good. How are you guys feeling? Are we good? Good. I'm so excited. I'm excited to perform on the Millennium stage. I've never performed on the Millennium stage before. I've only performed on the Willennium stage. <laughs> it's about six, uh, seven, eighteen years ago. Hey, uh, Bucket, why don't you uh, play a little Will Smith for these fine people? Um. <laughs> Remember, we practiced. <laughs> Welcome to Miami, everyone. Oh, they're all uh, just Stevie Wonder songs. I'm not that good. <laughs> I don't think Will Smith ever did any Stevie Wonder songs. Because well, that's Stevie Wonder's. Anyway, sorry. Back to the crowd, back to the show. Uh, you guys, this is awesome. I'm like super pumped to be here. I was excited because I saw people were like brought their kids too, which is, uh, which is tight. Which I like, I don't know how you guys do it because I swear if I had kids, I would just be worried about them getting kidnapped all the time 
because that's what the movies say happen. Like, I've seen Taken. <laughs> like, I've seen, and I've seen Taken 2. <laughs> Still Taken, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> taken 2. <laughs> Yeah, I had a friend who's like, all the good ones are taken. She has terrible opinions about Liam Neeson movies. Really questionable. See, that was cute. That was a cute joke. I thought that one was cute. I, uh, I think the weird thing about uh, anybody who goes to kidnap kids is like, that's not something I'd ever want to do. I wouldn't want to kidnap kids. Like, why would you kidnap kids? Because then you'd have kids. Like... Isn't that the thing we're all trying to avoid, like, all the time, you know? Like, I just wanted some sick ransom money, now I gotta figure out how to put three people through college? Like, it sucks. That was not a good plan. I, uh, I think the dumbest thing, one of the dumbest things that came back uh, with the Trump presidency is the whole thing about people being like, oh, these immigrants are taking our jobs. Have you heard that? Yeah, you, <laughs> they're taking our jobs. I'm like, really, an immigrant's taking your job? You were going to open an Ethiopian restaurant? Like, what? I just feel like I've never been in a position where I felt like an immigrant was taking my job. I've definitely been in a position where I felt like I was taking someone else's job. Because one time, so one time I worked in a Marshalls in the fitting room uh, because I wanted to get a 10% employee discount off of something that was only $13 to begin with. I don't know who I took that job from, but it was, it, at the very least, some teenager of some sort. You know, I, uh, I, so I ghosted that job. <laughs> and uh, have you ever ghosted a job when you're almost 30? It's, it's a little sad. <laughs> it's a little sad. The, the marshals in Pentagon City thinks I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> Like, and what sucks about it is they can't, they can't even send their best detective to go find me because he's still running around the store trying to figure out who went crazy and slashed all the prices. <laughs> Have you been there, guys? The deals. <laughs> They're insane. I know some of you might be from out of town, but promise me you'll go to your hometown marshals. Shop local. That's what I do. You guys like impressions? I have so many impressions. Hey, hey, Bucket, do you want to, can you give me some, like, smooth impression music? <laughs> Just some quiet. All right. This is nice. This is so nice. Okay, this is my first impression, guys. See if you know it. Hold it right there. Did you guys get it? Now, here, I'll do it again. Hold it right there. I was a really militant bathroom attendant. Right? <laughs> huh? Guys in the house know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Reaching across, across all of the demos. Here's a, I, got a, I got another impression. Uh, long, long time listener, first time caller. Huh? Huh? Long time listener, first time caller. That's the NSA when they finally confront you. Um, hi, NSA. <laughs> What's up? Here's, uh, this, here's, this is an impression I really like. Uh, you, uh, you want to get out of here? Huh? You, uh, you want to get out of here? 
That's a really flirtatious bouncer kicking you out of a club. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I see why they make lounges of this. <laughs> it's wonderful. All right, this is my, this is my last impression. Um, you guys might know this one. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. That's a really honest farter. <laughs> Like, uh -huh. You, Andrew Bucket, everybody. He's gonna be playing the jazz circuits pretty soon. Uh, on top of me doing bad impressions, we're a team. Uh, you got National Cat Day's coming up. You guys doing anything? <laughs> you guys made any plans? <laughs> I'm gonna celebrate National Cat Day by peeing on all of my clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I want to get a pet rock because I am tired of throwing my roommate's cat at people's windows. <laughs> it is. That thing is, that thing is heavy. I am allergic. I, uh, I read somewhere you're supposed to snap your fingers to get your dog's attention. Uh, but now my dog just thinks I like all her poetry. <laughs> that is certainly not the case. Like, you're no Dylan Thomas, <laughs> dog. Um... <laughs> she doesn't have a name. I just call her dog. I think I'll, uh, I think I'll, you know, let me, hold on, I'm going to get political real quick, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, you don't need to know the back end of that, but I told you anyway. Um, I'm going to get real political, real political. If you name your television show Anderson Cooper 360, it just makes it sound like the most boring skateboard trick ever. <laughs> Thank you. Anybody excited when freestyle skateboarding came out? Because I sure was. Because before freestyle skateboarding, God, skateboarders just had so many rules. God, so many rules. Why can't we free the skateboarders? Freestyle came along and I was like, finally. Do whatever you want, Tony Hawk. You're a hero. I, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> This is silly. Um, I think uh, I think baby monitors are stupid. <laughs> Roll with me on this one, guys. I think they're stupid because if you think about it, they're just a set of walkie-talkies where one side doesn't work. Yeah, and that blows because at that point you can't be like, "Hey, baby, shut up." Over. Thank you very much. My name is Alyssa Alyssa! You need the microphone. You've done this before. <laughs> I have. So oh, this wow. is my favorite thing that every comic that's ever done this show. You've done this show, what, five times? This yeah. is episode 452. It's a real special one. So they come up here. They move the microphone. Thank you. Good night. You know you're going to sit back down, but they all of a sudden instantly go back to the microphone. That's not how interviews work. I can't talk to you if you're that far away. Here's the thing I really want to know. Great set, number one. Number two. Thank you. Is the Marshall's discount really only 10%? <laughs> it is only 10%. Why? Yeah. That doesn't seem like enough. It's bananas. Seems like the opposite of bananas. It's Ann Taylor gets 50% off. Hot Hold chip. on. Stop. Stop. What? Ann Taylor or Ann Taylor Loft? Both, baby. Hold on. Hold on. Slow down. And the outlets. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. So, if I'm a smart... <laughs> smart? Smart? <laughs> Making up words. If I'm a smart shopper... 
It's the holiday season. I need to buy a lot of gifts. Okay. And Taylor's a fantastic store. You're telling me that I can get a 50% discount only if I work seasonal hours at Ann Taylor? Yeah. For the whole year or just this season? No, you, it just, like, the minute forever? you're... Forever? The minute you're on the... Not oh. forever. Like, if you, if you quit... Like, I quit, like, four years ago, and I can't roll in there and be like, Yo, where's my 50% off? <laughs> <laughs> I used to run this town. <laughs> like. So here's the thing a lot of people don't know about me. I love deals. And that is... A, <laughs> I don't, you people, you wonderful, wonderful people, should just be leaving right now to apply at Ann Taylor and or Ann Taylor Loft. It's a wonderful store. So many scarves. Man, dude, Ann Taylor Loft is amazing. If you guys are into tights, and you might be, if you're into tights, they have the tights that go up high enough to where they don't roll down. I'm leaving the show now. I will not stop it. Oh, my God. People are leaving right now to get Ann Taylor tights (laughs) (laughs) right now. I, I do not joke with you. This is, they, are, they are incredible. They are thick. They last. Bucky, you got any deep thoughts about Ann Taylor? Is Ann Taylor a real person? Or, that's no. like a store in the mall, right? That is a store in the mall. Yeah. So usually they just call it The Gap or Pacific <laughs> Sunwear or whatever. Stop. When was the last time you were in a mall? When was the last time you were in a, in a PacSun? I was in a mall. PacSun, I don't go there because I worked there for three shifts when I was 25 because I needed money. And my boss was 17. <laughs> Don't become a comedian, you guys. This is what happens. You're like, I'm almost... money around the holidays. My boss was 17 years old and had a tongue ring. And uh, he told me I wasn't allowed to curse at work. (laughs) Anyway. No, but is Ann Taylor a real designer person? Is that like... Is it like... No. Actually, that's not a lady. It's not a lady. It was started by a man and his, like... Dan (laughs) Taylor. Man Taylor. (laughs) Well, good night. We're not going to stop that. Show's over. Um, Do you know the actual story behind Ann Taylor? Yeah, no. He, like... He was, was, like, a really good dressmaker, and I think the dress that, like, he was so good at was called, like, the Ann... And then I think his name was Taylor, or he's like, oh, that's what I do for a living. Let's get wild. I know it was a dude who was just like, this is the name of a dress that I did real good at. That's and such a random fact to know. So no one knows who he is. He's, like the he's a mystery. Of the opera. He's Dan Taylor. <laughs> he's Dan he's Taylor. the Phantom of the Mall. The phantom of the Mall. <laughs> we only have two more minutes with you. Let's talk about wrestling for two minutes. Uh, number Great. one, book plug for me. Uh, Chris Kelly and I wrote a book about how Donald Trump is a wrestler, and then uh, we released it six weeks before the election, and then he won. Therefore, aren't I right about everything? Number two, how excited are you that Mara Ronaldo is back with the WWE? I'm so excited. So am I. I'm so excited. So uh, I'm not going to give any context for any of this. Uh, <laughs> did you enjoy Money in the Bank at all? No, I didn't. What was the low light? I thought it was not fun. My favorite part was when the man won the women's match. That was the part that I found not fun. <laughs> yeah, it was great. 2016 won't end. So, uh, where can people follow you? <laughs> they can follow me. Um, I'm uh, Alyssa Pants on Twitter. Uh, I tweet a lot and uh, about stuff. So, if you guys like hearing about stuff and you got a Twitter, I'm your guy. <laughs> and where can people see you again? Where can they... Um, periodically around I don't know I, I got camp. a website summer, it's alyssapants.com oh yeah summer thank camp you. show thank yeah you, yeah so, I forgot about it yeah it's your show I know. hey I just hang out baby <laughs> <laughs> just go to my website I post them there it's alyssapants.com no, summer camp and summer camp is a wonderful show thank you it's uh, basically it's called summer camp show we just pretend we're in a summer camp I play a head counselor which is great because in real life I'd not be qualified for that uh, so it's wonderful to like fake fake be one, mm-hmm. 
And uh, it's a hoot. Lots of PowerPoint presentations. If you like hilarious PowerPoint, <laughs> again, I'm your guy. You're dope. The crowd reaction to that could not have been better. <laughs> they were like, we don't. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Alyssa Cowan, everybody. Alyssa. Great job. I'm going to hold both of these microphones. So this is my favorite part of every show. No offense, other guests. This is my favorite part of every show because it makes me very, very happy. I think it makes you very happy. It makes me the happiest. And it definitely makes people uncomfortable. Ladies and gentlemen, come in the stage for a segment we call Color Commentary. Please put your hands together for Haywood Turnipseed Jr. What are you playing? That sounds so familiar. It's a sample that Jurassic Five used in the Concrete Streets. Cool. Oh. What happened to the thong song? I yeah, I thought oh, it was. That's right. I wanted the thong song. Hey, we move but 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 I'm like what what Haywood wears a thong. Haywood. Hey yo. How are you? How are you, Mr. Whiskers? Isn't that a fun name? No. It's great. I would have thought you would have got the Unabomber with that hat. Thank you. <laughs> hey, yo. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Do the rest of the segment like this. <laughs> hey, what, why do we do a segment called the Color Commentary? Ah, well, we do the segment called Color Commentary. Well, we actually, um, this has been a pretty uh, ostentatious <laughs> show. This has been a pretty good show. Usually it's a lot more whiter. Yes. <laughs> so we add a little bit of color to the show uh, so that the audience gets to hear the black perspective. How are you, Queen? I am feeling great. You know, head so wraps. We color, we color segments. Like right now, only like black people are laughing. <laughs> 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 so we, we actually, you know, we we, we dress alike. So we, we do. Sh- we show that people, you know, we could get along. Like Brandon's from Chicago. I'm from Gary, Indiana. We both didn't have fathers. Um, we are America. Yeah. Hey yo. Although really- you look like a Dixie crack tonight. I look like somebody whose dad helped them a lot. Um, <laughs> my mother is worried about my facial hair. Really? Yeah. Um, Why? Because I look like this, and uh, she loves you on the show. Hi, Mom. So I'm glad you're here. Um, hey, what, what are we talking about tonight specifically? Well, tonight we are talking about, we are in the John F. Kennedy Center. That is correct. And it is uh, JFK Centennial. He would have been 100 years old this year. Mm-hmm. So we are talking about 100 years of John F. Kennedy. And we're actually talking about, it is also Black Music Month. The Which month I didn't know was a thing. Why would you? <laughs> this is why we do this segment. Do you think someone that dresses like this would know that? No. We learn. Uh, you know about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I care about politics. Back off. Go to presidentwrestler.com. That's why we asked for the thong song. So yeah. no. <laughs> Different reasons. <laughs> so this is a black, uh, black music month. And it's weird because some of, not weird, but it's funny. Some of my, fam- my favorite performers have performed right here at the Kennedy Center. Did you know that when John F. Kennedy moved to D.C. as a young senator, he actually moved to Georgetown? which this center overlooks. You can actually look out the center, go out right outside those doors, and you can see Georgetown. At the time, Georgetown was basically southeast D.C. It was majority black. So at that time, he was paving the way in 1947 for what would later become known as the Civil Rights Movement. 
he moved amongst black people. So at that time, he's hanging out with black artists like Duke Ellington, Pearl Bailey, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and his passion for the arts, or Jackie's passion for the arts, is actually fueled and funnelized right now, right here in this area. So it's cool because at the time, those folks couldn't perform in places like Constitution Hall. They couldn't perform in uh, many places. They performed on U Street, which was known as Black Broadway. So if you're here visiting, make sure you go visit U Street because it is historic. You have the Lincoln Theater. You have the Howard Theater. You have so many places that uh, jazz artists in the vein of Andrew Bucket. <laughs> Bohemian Caverns. And, uh... Bohemian Caverns. Miles Davis recorded an album at Bohemian Caverns. So you have a future president rubbing elbows with artists at the time who now have also been honored by this place. I mean, we have the Kennedy Center honors so much of Americana. It honors folks like George Lucas, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, Oprah Winfrey, but also Dick Gregory and uh, those people that I mentioned before, those famous artists that uh, who, who, through the arts, actually knocked down walls which help people become human. So that being said, now you have people at this place who performed also sons and daughters of former slaves like Nas, Common, Q-Tip is a curator here at the uh, Kennedy Center. You've had uh, Wale, you've had um, uh, uh, and so many more, Wayne Brady, Michael Che, on and on and on again. Uh, I'm just trying to not chime in with jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can chime in with jokes because... It, okay, here we go. Number one, build the wall. Number two, I thought you were going to say... Oh it was a JK. Number two, I thought you were going to say Ben Folds is one of the people that curates here because he does. Ben he Folds does curate here. Yeah. I like Ben Folds. I'm just that, see that to me is literally the whitest man. That's why He's I said white. that into a microphone. Ben folds yeah. at five. Yeah, at five. <laughs> but it's cool. Like He's you have cast like that. You have cast like that before. But Ben folds are performing with many different people. The beauty that I see is like when Good we go transition. <laughs> when we go outside of places like this, we're faced with the world. Like we don't want to talk about the news today. We want to be very honest, and very upbeat. But we know what's going on outside. We know how people are being treated unfairly. We know how what you're talking about Facebook. Like one of the scariest movies that came out this year was Get Out, right? But one of the scariest things, I, I, that's not the scariest movie I've seen. The last scary movie I saw was on Facebook last week. It was like, oh, my God, another cop, another kid. This is worse and worse and worse. So through the arts, you have people being able to explain their stories and tell their stories and have fun with their stories and also actually be appreciated for their stories. Uh, yes, uh, things like slavery were bad, but I'll be honest, I'm not that mad at coming over here because I'm thankful that I have tools to survive the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I, I mean, let's like, be honest, I got agricultural skills out the yin Great. <laughs> you're great at foraging, you're great at running, all those things are... Would you, I will. Would you bug out or bug in? <laughs> I would bug, bug up. Bug. Yeah. We'd be bugging up. We'd be bugging up. So let's be honest, I, 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 I'll take a little bit of picking a few turnip seeds for a platinum plaque. Let's be, there's nothing wrong with a platinum plaque, some Grammy uh, awards, a couple Oscars, EGOTs, things like that. Let's, culture has been moved through ethnic peoples and cultural peoples and so on and so forth. So it's really cool that we're in a place like this today celebrating culture and sharing culture, and I commend you for having the show. Did you know we, he had three women on this stage before he had me? Oh, yeah. This right. is yeah. awesome, and you are a young white man, so give him a round of applause for being very progressive. You know he has a degree in women's studies, right? Yeah, I study women, too. <laughs> Family-friendly show, family-friendly show, and your wife, your wife is here, Yes, sir. she is. I study her the most. Hey. They have children. <laughs> it's beautiful. Hey, Tracy. That's I'm, the most family-friendly. Hey, I'm learning. <laughs> 
the kids? The kids are great, man. The kids are good. The kids are not here tonight, which is why it's so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> But they they're good. Do? They're having a great summer. They're learning how to are play football. Yeah. Are you okay? So you're okay with your kids playing football? Because uh, you play not in the NFL, but yes. He would play college ball. Yes. Which is not easy to do. No, it's not easy to do. Would you let your children play college? Of ball? course. Here's the thing. Uh, whatever you can use to get you, I don't mind using skills to earn a living. I really don't. Sure, sure. So if I'm gonna, my football skills got me into college. Absolutely. That, I, I was also smart. I had a, had a partial academic scholarship. Um, that being said, football was the reason I went, and it was fun. There's nothing wrong with sport. The problem becomes when someone like Colin Kaepernick is uh, uh, eviscerated because he wants to take a, actually take a knee, not even take a stand, during his sport. The NFL should be ashamed of themselves right now. Somebody like John F JFK actually was... Would, Hey, you should be talking to this man. This is who you want in your uh, in your association. But people don't want folks who actually uh, make waves, so to speak. So he's using his platform. He's to, using his platform to yeah, bring to attention a, to certain things. Why wouldn't you do that? Not at all disagreeing. But the difference is, Colin Kaepernick's already a grown person. Mm -hmm. You're a father of people that are not grown. And now that we know way more about concussions, like when we were playing oh, football, yeah. we had no, literally no idea. <laughs> it's uh, the thing you'd hear the most was he got his bell rung, he which means he got rung. a concussion. No one thought that was a bad thing. <laughs> that was just the game. It, it helped put a little hair on your chest. But now we know that. <laughs> but, but now we know that. That's what I'm wondering. Like, would you let your son play the line? Well, here's the thing. He asked to play, and knowing what he knows about it so far, when he tells me he doesn't want to play anymore, if he tells me, then he doesn't have to play anymore. It's not that I'm forcing upon him. I'm not saying you need to go play this sport. Yes, you should be active in life. That's just good for your health. Sure. But when he came to me and said, Daddy, I want to try football, knowing what it is, I can't tell him no. And he's still playing. He's having fun. Well, he's only been out there two weeks, and it's only been just walkthroughs. So once he actually gets his bell rung, we'll see. So is he done like? <laughs> so is he just doing two days where he just runs until he throws up? No, he's just going out on a Saturday and learning the game right now. All right. So right now it's just learning teamwork, playing with other people. It's the best things you have off to be stronger, wiser, kinder. Right now it's Sesame Street. <laughs> How often do you watch Sesame Street? Every day. Who's the new character? The new character with autism? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember her name. But it's okay. Autis it's Artesia. <laughs> they also have a character named Juan whose dad was incarcerated. Juan? Really? Yeah. They're so progressive. They are. Sesame Street. I, I wish I had that when I was growing up. Right? Something really, it's important to yeah. teach people to start talking about these. Imagine learning that word of the day. What's today's word? Incarceration. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually happens quite often. Hey, oh, President. <laughs> so I think we're two for four in mm -hmm. terms of segments that mention mass incarceration. Hey! Yeah. One was Sesame Street and one was a podcast. So this yeah, is so they have the new autistic kid, they have uh, the kid who... Sesame Street is very progressive. Sesame Street was a show I learned Mr. when Big Bird, when Mr. Hooper passed away, they didn't shy away from it. That's how they explain death to not just Big Bird, but children. Sesame Street is great. I mean, Spoilers! Mr. Hooper's dead? <laughs> Mr. Hooper's dead. Yeah. What? Sorry, kids. Well, oh. he's been there, but it's still called Hooper's Store. Oh, and is guess it really? who runs the store now? A black kid. Really? Yes, man. A kid who looks like my kids runs the store. So my kids see that and be like, hey, this looks like the people in my neighborhood. This is like the most positive segment we've ever done. Isn't it? Hey, yeah. kids. This has been brought to you by the letters B-O-K. <laughs> and by the numbers 420. You'll get that when you get older. That's <laughs> somewhat family friendly. What do you have that's coming up that you're excited about? Oh, man, what do I have that I'm excited about? Well, every Monday, as you know, I'm at Madam's Oregon hosting. Uh, Hold on. Explain the show. 
Madam's Organ, which is an Adam's Morgan for people who are not from the D.C. area. I host a show with the magician. It's myself and a magician, and we host a magical Monday comedy show. Here's my issue with this. Number one, <laughs> you're my favorite comic. Yes. Number two, magic? Oh, it's shit. <laughs> He's good. He's Asian. He's good. He's really good. <laughs> He's good. He's good. Trust me. You wouldn't even I, see it coming. I, <laughs> is he like... Is he like David Blaney kind of no, creepy because he, he's he's like a, a uh, what's the old what's the old, old Copperfield? Copperfield. He's still alive. He's a Copperfield. Yeah. He's Copperfieldish, he and he's more of a mentalist than a magician. If okay. I'm, and let's be honest, he actually knows we're talking about this because he's known as the man who knows. That's it's creepy. amazing. It's amazing. All right. You would be. You would be. You would be. What's the word they use? Flabbergasted. You would be <laughs> flabbergasted. I take flabbergasted that I went to a magic show. To quote Alley Pants, uh, Lisa Cowan, you would be taken aback. Hey. <laughs> Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. Uh, we're at Solid's Tavern on U Street every uh, first, second, and third Tuesday. And what am I most excited about right now? My name. Uh, I, my name is Haywood. I'm at, at Woody C. Come, just follow me on Twitter, and it'll let you know where, where I'm performing throughout the cities. I'm excited about most of the stuff that I do. <laughs> <laughs> because I love it. hey There's a few exceptions. Um, you're, you're wonderful. Thank and you. And I'm glad you're part of the show. Thank and you. And I am most impressed with all of us because we're done, and none of us, I don't think, have said a bad word. Not a single one. What's a bad word? Let's not screw it up. <laughs> they even put a sign out. I know. The people came in here I saying, know. there's going to be bad language at some point, and then... Did you guys have a good time this evening? Don't answer. Yeah. Thank you. Are you guys having a good time so far? Did you learn a little bit about John F. Kennedy and black people in these? <laughs> I Did we have commentated on color? Please don't. Okay. Please don't, Andrew Bucket. Take a deck. Take it down a pair. No, no, you're no, you're great, Bucket. Yes, calm down. No more thong song. <laughs> lean on me. Lean on me. Do you know how to play lean on me? Yes, he does. Um, I think I. Yeah, this is episode 452, and I want to thank the Kennedy Center for letting us do this. We've done this a few times here. Every single night they do stuff here, and uh, every single night the staff here has to put up with music they probably don't like, and people that are probably annoying, and the fact that they're even like turning on cameras for us, it means a lot. So thanks to them. This is a free thing in Washington, D.C. It's incredibly nice, and if you're watching, come. Come to this. It's a fun thing to do. They do have shows on Christmas Day. That's yes. fact. 365. 365 yeah. days a year. Um, they also have the District of Comedy Festival coming up. They do out. have the District of Comedy Festival. It's next month. Brightest Young Things. Where I'm work. excited about that. We'll be part of that. Apparently, Haywood wants to perform on that festival. <laughs> <laughs> That's how booking works. Um, follow Allison on Twitter. Follow Haywood on Twitter. Follow yeah. Andrew on Twitter. Allison Lane, Andrew Buck, and Haywood Turnipseed Jr. Thanks to our other guests, Allison Michaels, host of can he do that? Thanks to Alyssa Cowan. My name is Brandon Weatherby. The last thing I'm going to mention before we leave is last year when we did this show here, Chris Kelly and I were working on a book called The Donald, How Trump Turned Presidential Politics into Pro Wrestling. And everyone laughed at us. And then we released that book. And that man is currently the president. That book is currently for sale. Please stop laughing, people on stage that I know that I consider friends. And maybe read that book. Because, you know... We were right. So thanks for coming. We really appreciate it. Go home. Go out. Drink. Do your thing. Whatever. Uh, please inform my mom that I'm okay. It's okay to have facial hair if you want facial hair. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Andrew Buck, everybody. Thank you.